Welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. And Val, you're looking very festive this evening as we record in your lovely Santa hat that's completely innocent and not troublesome at all. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) Violent. Well, this is what's the thing is so cool is that I'm so thankful that the studio reps will send me stuff when I'm on the road. Yeah, yeah like, that's really I cool. just I just have I just kind of want to if you guys don't mind I just want to share some thankful thoughts with everyone. Sure. Because I've had a a, a little bit of a a week, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of good things have happened. <laughs> so, Tracy and I got to see Violent Night right mm-hmm. before I came um uh to LA for LA Comic Con, my last convention of the year, so crazy. Um, and I'm so thankful that, um, ABC Four, good things, Utah, they let me record my show in advance so I could still leave, do my job, but then still be reviewing on Fridays. Mm-hmm. And then the studio was like, Hey, we have promotional stuff to send you, um, when you're on the show. And I said, well, Hey, I already recorded the show, but if you want to send me the stuff to LA, like I can still post about it. They're like, we'll totally ship your stuff to the hotel at nice. LA. I'm just like, how are, how is everybody so nice? And then I got on a plane and I lost my wedding ring and I was freaking out. I've only had this ring for a year. I have clothes from like elementary school still. (laughs) Like I have things that I don't need, but this thing that means so much to me and I appreciate everyone's comments on social media, but I like, I went to the jeweler with my daughter, with my husband. We spent two hours putting this ring together as a family. So to me, it means more than just what it is. And I know they're just things, but I was devastated. And I did not want to call my husband and tell him that I basically just lost money. You know what I, plus this, what it meant for us and everything. And when I finally called him and immediately I just start bawling. I'm like, hey, babe, so... And he's like, uh-oh. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's not good. And I'm like, I lost my wedding ring. And I I called him the day after because I was hoping that I would have found it so I could call him and say I lost it. But I found but I it. Found it. Yeah. Right. Um, but I didn't. And he's like, well, do you still love me? And I'm like, well, of course oh. I do. And he's like, I know it sucks, but if you love me, then it's fine. And I was just like what like i know he's awesome but i like but what's cool is my best friend mike who lives out here um i told him before i told dave and he's like dave adores you he's not gonna care and i was like i know but like it's such a big thing to be like i just feel like a stupid little kid that like lost you know like this important (laughs) thing um and then it gets found. Yeah, Yay. that was awesome. Like not 24 hours later, not 48 hours later, five days later. Incredible. It gets found. And I just want to say thank you to Nahe, my friend who works at Delta. Thank you, Delta. Thank you, everyone at the Salt Lake International Airport who looked for this. 
Um, the cool thing is, is I get off the plane tomorrow and Nahe will be there. So I'm going to pick it up, but I got her something and I met, I'm going to give another shout out. I met the people from beauty geeks boutique and they're okay. a vendor in Utah. Uh -huh. They listen to the show, so they're nice. friends with us. When awesome. I showed up, they're like Val, and I'm still in like I lost my ring haze. Plus, I'm yeah. setting up stuff and just like walking around. And they're like Val, and I looked over. I'm like, yeah, I don't even. I'm not even functioning correct, right? And they're like, hey, we follow you on social media. Is are you doing your podcast? Are you guys? Are you guys <laughs> doing your podcast here? And first of all, I was like, I like that you think we are cool enough. <laughs> to be doing our podcast right at right. LA Comic Con. I mean, we are, but they don't know we are yet. Yeah, they don't know that. That's the problem. It's all right. We'll help them. Yeah, and there. so yeah. when I I found out that my ring was found today, and I just freaking freaked out. My friend Nahe is she loves Disney probably more than me. They mm -hmm. have all this Disney stuff. And I went over there. So I'm buying stuff from them to give her as a thank you present. As soon as they found out that they're like you found your ring. We saw that. It was, you know, it's so cool. You found your ring. And I said, yeah, I'm buying the person who helped me find it like a thank you gift. So they start just giving me oh some, wow, like free stuff wow. to stick in there because they were so happy. So oh, if you so cool. like want to get some really cool, I can't show you. Well, I guess I could because she'll get it. Um, but before this airs, I got her, um, and I'm sorry, this, I just want to thank people that are so like, oh, I want to put it out into the world, but I'll show you two things that I got her. She loves Disney ears and they make these. <laughs> oh my gosh. These are Christmas ears. Those are cool. cool. And then I got her Moana ears because she oh. loves Moana and they gave, I bought some Hey Hey earrings for me <laughs> because right. Hey Hey, right? Um, That's awesome. But so, and they have earrings and they have a whole bunch of stuff, but, and not just Disney, like they have a lot of fandoms, but, um, but anyway, so I just wanted to say thank you to all of those people, everyone wow. that commented. Um, it's just been like, just so cool. Like, I don't know. It's just been a really, like, sometimes you get down, especially this time of year. That's and right. just to know that there are so many, like, nice people that you should recognize every day that they're doing things they don't have to for you. Right. And so I just thought that was really cool. Well, shout all out of, to Beauty All Geeks. of those things. So Beauty Geeks is the name of the... Yeah, it's Beauty Geeks Boutique. Beauty Geeks Boutique. Where oh. meets chic. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it's it. It's Did they tell you where they found your ring? So all I found out is that somebody actually turned it in. But what Nahi oh, awesome. did um, is um, she actually sent, because I, I did like, you have to go online and like file a claim right. with the airlines and they post pictures of things, but you can't claim that item if you didn't file a claim, right? Okay. So I've just been pushing refresh like yeah. every, every minute right. of the day and nothing. But so she's like, but if somebody turned it into Delta, that's a whole different thing. And so I mm. sent her a picture and she just sent it out to all of the staff, like both at the airport that she knew the helpers, the Delta people, and somebody just turned it in and it showed up on one of the night, like mm. turn-ins. And so I just, that I don't is know. That's so just, awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's I great. just makes me happy because I genuinely think that even though sometimes some of us can be grumpy and have a bad day and we might 
unfortunately treat people bad in, in a situation. I do think deep down inside, most people are good and yeah. want to do good things for others. And so it, this just kind of really like, you know, just kind of made my day. And then Dave got free coffee today. Like he went to his favorite hey. coffee place and he got a free coffee. I feel like, like That's the universe awesome. is just, you know, um, <laughs> and and then, that's great, I, but free coffee. Let's be honest. Like, I want to share one more. Small, but I yeah, want to share coffee. one more fun thing, and then we can jump into it. I bought my first deck of magic oh, cards. Oh wow, that looks fancy! Wow, what I, I said I would remember. never do, but then I found out that I can build a bird deck. Oh, magic cards. So are, I'm building are, a bird deck. <laughs> you, are, you are completely in now. <laughs> I don't know. This is the thing. I walk up to the, and I'm glad that one of my friends that I work with is into magic because I walk up to one of the places and the guy's like spitting off words that I'm sure mean things. <laughs> mm-hmm, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know anything that you just said. Right. This is the one deck that I've played. These are the things that I liked about that deck. And I've played against other decks, didn't really care for those decks, but I liked this one. And so they got me one that was similar, but Uh then I'm going through like cards and pages and I'm like, Ooh, that's cute. And my friend's like, no, that's a stupid card. I'm like, but it's so cute. Look at how cute it is. Yeah. And he's like, no, you don't want that. I'm like, fine. But but, but I kind of do. And then I kept seeing birds and he's like, well, you can totally build a bird deck. And I was like, what? And I spent eight whole dollars on my start of my bird deck. There you go. (laughs) That is so great. I I laugh at this part just because I remember there was a certain point (laughs) where Val said, I'm never going to play Dungeons and Dragons. I'm never going to play Magic Gathering. I'm just, that is just not the nerd or geek that I am. I'm a nerd to a certain level, but I won't go to that That's not the- I'm deep in it, kids. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's hilarious. And Dave is just like so happy that he's turned my whole family into like a bunch of nerds. And he has his wife playing D&D and magic. That So that's that's like a lot of things have happened to me in a week's time. I don't even know you anymore. (laughs) I'm just a cooler version of me. Absolutely true. I I will say along the lines of um, the Beauty Geek Boutique, first of all, that's awesome. Thank you so much for having Val out while you were there with those gifts and thank you for listening. Um, We think that's great. It has this year. I feel like more than in years past as we've gone to different events and we've been able to be out and about, we've run into people who do listen to us and I'm always surprised. I'm always grateful that people do, but I'm always surprised because I feel like it's the three of us just sitting and talking about movies. And if anybody else listens, that's great, but this is really like therapeutic (laughs) for us. It really is. Yeah. We really need this. But it is awesome to know that people are out there and listening. And it's been really kind of a fun thing this year to have that. Um, well, I know it just made it made me excited the day that they even stopped me to tell me that. But I know, Jake, like you're at home kind of feeling like down because you've got you're sick. Yeah. And and when I put that in here, they're like, you guys were both like, oh, that made my it really like it made yeah. us our day yeah. when we know that people are listening and enjoying what we are enjoying. Cause we love right, doing right. this. Yeah. So we do. Um, before we jump into our movie, should we talk about your hat? Yeah. Review of the movie. Cause violent, violent night. 
Uh-huh. David Harbour from Stranger Things. It is very, very rated R. <laughs> very, very well, Jake rated R. Jake did not R. see it. You'll all be shocked to hear it. on the hat didn't give anything away. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing. It's For me, it's the best Christmas movie of the year. Now, what that wow. means, I don't know. <laughs> but that's that, what I'm saying about it. The, it could I, be a particularly low bar this year. I don't know. I is don't it? know either, but just that this is the thing. I'm not really a Hallmark person, but I'm glad other people are. Right. I just don't, I don't sit down and watch the Hallmark movies, um, like the Christmas movies or really any of them. Um, and for me, I've needed this because I've watched so many good, but really depressing movies over the past couple yeah. of months. And um, this for me, I just thought, yeah, there were some parts I was just like, oh my goodness, like with the violence. It really is the movie Santa Claus and the movie um, John Wick like mixed together. And I'm not a huge fan of John Wick movies because it's just, it's like a video game of killing people. Yep. Um, I don't hate Keanu Reeves. Don't like start like banning our show or canceling our show. I just don't like for me, I I need violence that like has a purpose. (laughs) And I feel like in this movie, Violence had a purpose. Now, was some of it a little ridiculous and over the top? Heck yes. Was John Leguizamo okay. amazing? Yes. And the fact that I've gotten to see John Leguizamo in two new movies out in the last month makes me yeah. super happy as a human. Yeah, he's incredibly underrated. So it's nice to see him. The menu yes. and yeah. this movie. I still need to see the menu. That's how Oh, yeah, you do. Um, but Jake, I, I was able to go with my friend Thad. And Who's Thad fun? had the that had the quote of the night and it was this was the greatest christmas death in a movie since uh hans gruber fell off the yakutama plaza or yakutami yeah. plaza yeah but it there's there is one i don't know do we i don't know no do not give it away there, there is one death kill in the movie I, I, I think it's coming. probably the best the kill shots? i've seen on screen in a really long time <laughs> Some of the stuff you're like, okay, I see where this is going. This so, one took me completely by surprise. And I was like, bravo, movie. So bravo. You're, you you bring up Die Hard. And, and it's interesting because when I saw the previews for this movie, my thought was, this is not a Jake Christmas movie. Nope. And that's okay. <laughs> but there is an audience out there. And I think it is the Die Hard audience. The people out yep. there that are going on Etsy buying the diehard advent calendar that has Hans Gruber falling floor by floor until it reaches Christmas Eve. <laughs> like those are the people that are going to enjoy this movie. And I'm happy that they have a way to celebrate and be festive this time of year and enjoy something new and different. And I yeah. think that that's great. I, uh, I ended up giving it a B minus. It's fun. I thought that it's, um, it got a little slow in the middle. They tried to do a little bit too much with the, with the young girl trying to make this a feel good Christmas movie. Um, and, and I felt like, because this reminded me a lot of bad Santa with Billy Bob Thornton, um, like the Santa drinks and he swears, and there's kind of a reason for it, but they didn't really explore it. And I was like, Oh, I wanted, I wanted some more of that backstory, which I don't often say. Um, cause a lot of times it's like, I just want to know what's happening in the movie. But on this one, I'm like, Ooh, I'd like to have a flashback. I'd like more of what the setup was. Um, I wish he would have been a little bit more of the the jolly old St. Nick who has to turn on his bad side every once in a while. And that, that is kind of where I wish it would have gone, but um, it's fun. It's different. It's uh, it's enjoyable. So, you know, if it's your thing, go check it out. 
Yeah, for me, it was a BB plus. I really had a good time with it. And I really liked the juxtaposition of the really, really mushy moments. And he's just got blood all over his face. And I'm like, can you wash your face, man? Like you are, there is snow all over the place. You so could just pick up some, again. yes. I know Dave looked at me through the movie. He's like, oh, this is going to be bad for you, right? You just, but the, the thing is, is there's snow right there. Like anytime you can pick up that snow and just he's get the blood out of your mustache and your beard. And he's just hugging this little girl without just, people all over him like it's just people hugs it's bloody yeah. people hugs um but no but i thought i really liked it because it does have like these touching moments and, and then Be and beverly d'angelo is back oh beverly d'angelo man like so fun like, and i mean she's in she's in so many other of our favorite christmas movies um um but I thought she was great as like just this horrible person. She plays a horrible person. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was great. And it just, there were moments in it that I just, there were moments I was like, okay, this is going on too long. But overall, I just thought it was so much fun. But there were also moments I had to look away, but I could still hear what was happening. It was mm -hmm. like if Home Alone happened to real people, because in yeah. Home Alone, all yeah. those booby traps would have killed those men yeah. in real life. And these these do. In this yeah. movie, the booby <laughs> traps kill the people. Yeah. And you hear it. You don't even have to see in, it. In IMAX Dolby Surround Sound. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we just watched Home Alone as a family. That was okay. part of what and the nobody died. That was Christmas nobody movie. died. Everybody right. lived. Um, and uh, so it's funny you bring up Home Alone because there's an interesting tie between Home Alone and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. What? I'm curious. So Chris Columbus was originally brought on to direct Christmas Vacation. Oh, wow. And as he started work on it, he could not work with Chevy Chase. Which That's I know weird. is a shocker from everything I've heard about Chevy Chase. He's just a really laid back. Easy going, Easy going, go with the flow nice. kind of a guy. Very nice guy. Very loving. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he went, he did, he got through secondary photography and as they were trying to start like primary, he was like, I just can't do it. And he went to John Hughes, who was a producer on it and said, and who wrote both Home Alone and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. He said, I can't do Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase. And he, he didn't want to do it because he thought, if I do this, I'm giving up work. I'm never going to work again. Uh, and John Hughes said, it's okay. I've got another project that I think you'll do great at. And gave him Home Alone. Oh, and wow. I did so not imagine that. how That's different cool. Christmas Vacation would be if Chris Columbus had directed and, it instead and of. And Chase ties in with Community. He got fired from Community. This is all tying together. Yeah, it's all tying together because he was so great to work with. Again, right, right. Yes. Yeah. He's just a, just a treasure. National treasure. Yes. Dude, did you, guys, he, wait, he guys, is, did you see what he did this week? This is how far he's gone. No. no. He went to a, um, what's the what's the new chicken place? Um, it just opened at the district, uh, Raising Cane's. He was at the oh. district? No, 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 no. But oh. <laughs> Raising Cane's is a national brand, and they yeah. were opening up a new um, restaurant in Chicago. And they decorated the whole restaurant with lights. And he came out and did the whole drum roll and, and the, the, the joy to the world. Yeah. To the, 
Yeah, and he looks so disinterested in being there. And I'm like, that's just his is, face, Tracy. This, <laughs> but I was like, wow, this is this is where Chevy Chase has fallen. He is now being you the know, promotional spokesman. I'll be for, honest. I've seen I've joint. seen Community. I've seen I think every episode of Community. Uh huh. And most of the episodes he's in there, like it was good that his character was supposed to be disinterested uh-huh. most of the time because I don't think he could have played it any other way. Nope. He <laughs> could have cared less about. I mean, he just. I didn't realize that we all like just thought Chevy Chase was a pile of poop. No, as an actor, as an actor and a performer and a comedian, he's hilarious. He's He's amazingly talented. Yeah, but I think, and he was a huge, huge star in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, I think that's something that people up. It was they don't know and don't recognize. Yeah, like they look at him as this old has been guy. He doesn't want to look at himself as an old has been guy. Oh, he thinks that he's who does really true. Fair enough. True. Well, yeah, him, William Shatner, they both have. I just saw William Shatner today. <laughs> not the Shatster, only, the Shatster no. was on stage talking about going to space. He's 90 and he does not look 90. Yeah. No. But you got he to hang out with Shang-Chi. We didn't bring that up. And we do need to get to the movie. We don't want this to be a Karate Kid episode. But well, you got to hang out with the actor who plays Shang-Chi. So this is the thing. So at this event, I did get to work in like the autograph and photo ops area a little bit. I Uh technically don't ever like working there because I don't want to deal with that, any of that. Um, So I work at registration, but there was times I had to rotate out so that the guy that was over there could step away from that. Um, And I know people like, but it's celebrities all day. There are just things about that that I don't love. Yeah. Um, And they're there to do their job. Like, yeah, like you get to chat with some people from time to time. Like Sean Astin is great every time I get to see him. I did get to see Will Wheaton this time. And there was um, a moment where I knew Simu was in um, doing his uh, autographs and Uh he was kind of in a separate back room and we had to go check on uh, the hardware that we had in that room because something was up. Um, And so Tyler knew that I love Shang-Chi and he's like, so I might need a helper for this. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Um, And so we went in there and he was in the room and then I was pretending to work, but really I was like doing that and then getting a little closer. And then so nice. This is what's so cool about him. And if you don't follow him on social media, you should the actor Um, there. He was all done with his photo ops and autographs yesterday. He found out that someone had bought one last minute it was after the time he was done, but it hadn't mm. synced in. Oh, He waited. He saw that the person had checked in with us, like his ticket had checked in at, re- at Ticket Redemption. It was told to him because they have the handheld that shows how many were purchased. And if the person was like checked in, they said somebody just checked in that bought your stuff. And he waited for them. That one oh, person. I love that. That's cool. That's cool. I love stuff like that. I, I like hearing about celebrities who are who good. come across very kind, very good. I have I have several patient. stories about Chris Evans that he is a, oh, yeah. he is a yeah. real life hero. Yeah. And, and you mentioned Sean Astin. I just feel like he's kind oh. of the anti Chevy Chase. Like he's yes. oh yeah. Like, 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 I got to, I got he's to been in some big time stuff 
and doesn't realize that he's famous. Like someone needs to tell Sean Astin that he's actually a celebrity because I don't think he knows. I, I get uh, one of the first uh, Salt Lake Comic Con fan X's. Uh, he did a 5K um, and and everybody got to run and I got to run next to him for about 10 seconds. And then he took off and I was slow and stayed behind, but that's okay. But in this movie, Chevy Chase plays <laughs> the last great family man. Yes. In Clark Griswold, who is just, I mean, he's just something. So to me, this movie, this movie works. This movie sticks has stuck around it has. for so long because there is so much heart to this movie. And I think it's it, I think it really comes down to Chris, um, not Chris Columbus, um, Remind me of the screenwriter, John Hughes. John Hughes, thank you. It's late in the night. Sorry, it's been a weekend. Just John um, Hughes, it's fine. It's just fine. It's, it's just John Hughes. It's just a guy, John Hughes. <laughs> but, maybe you've heard of him. He's done but, a few his, but his script, like, there's so much relatability yeah. in this movie. Like, we've all had family members that just drive us nuts, but we all just want to, like, get along at Christmas time. And I remember seeing this movie in the theater. I had never seen any of the National Lampoon movies. I hadn't seen Vacation. I had not seen European Vacation. And our parents took us. And I remember sitting there with my brother and my sisters. And when Chevy Chase is driving the car, and he's like, look, kid's a deer, and flips the guy off. And he starts driving all aggressive. We all like turn to each other. And we're like, oh, my gosh, that's our dad. That is our dad <laughs> on screen. And it was like the first time we were like, you, you, there was like this epiphany moment, you know, and, and just trying to do all of this stuff for Christmas and trying to be, you know, make the perfect Christmas and the lights. We used to go out and spend hours outside holding the ladders so he could put the lights up and then, mm -hmm. you know, he'd get mad because we weren't holding the ladder correctly. And I mean, it was just, oh, it was, it was so funny. It was like therapeutic almost. We're like, wow, this is our childhood that we're currently experiencing still because I was still young when this came out. But mm -hmm. I think I think that's why this lasts so much is it's like it's got the gags, it's got the lines, but it's got the heart to it that makes you keep coming back to it. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. agree. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Oh, man, <laughs> dang it. I, I don't drink Coke, so that. just water's fine. At least it's not the Jinx where I have to stop talking. Oh, well, that wouldn't really name. help our show. That at doesn't all. work well on a podcast. So let's not do that. That's what you only do with your kids or other people's yeah. kids. Yeah, <laughs> you can control. I, I like wait for the opportunities to tell my kids that they have to stop talking for a few minutes, but it never comes around. Never happens. <laughs> I, I agree. In the in this movie, it's interesting watching it as a kid and then being an adult and having to be uh -huh. in charge of doing Christmas stuff uh -huh. some, in some capacity changes your whole outlook and your whole like as a kid you're like man that guy is just dumb clark has no idea what he's doing and right. then as an adult i'm like i totally identify with him like this <laughs> i want to make christmas special for my family i want to do everything that i can and you're just hoping everything kind of works out behind the scenes and the you know his his anxiousness and his franticness it all makes sense now i feel like as, <laughs> as a grown up <laughs> So. Yeah, I like there. Like you said, there are so many relatable moments. Like I know everybody remembers, like his brother standing in the street, like you know, emptying, yeah. like whatever. Was full. 
Yeah, but like I or the cat in the tree or whatever, oh. but it's that moment where he plugs in the lights and he's just standing there and it's quiet all around him and he's looking at what he did. Yeah. Like for me, the thing that I like so much about Christmas is like right after because I usually end up like decorating the tree myself, like putting the lights up. It's it's my time putting lights on the tree, getting it all decorated and then having it all done. And then you dim the lights a little and you just see that glow and you just yeah. stand there and you're like, it's Christmas. Like yeah. that's that moment where he has that quiet moment before yeah. it gets all crazy, you know, with the yeah. stuff like for me, like that's a fun moment. And then like when he's in the grocery store and you, we've all had these relatives where they come and, and it's Christmas. So yeah, you could tell him like, dude, what's going on? But he just lets him put the food in and he, you know, he lets people <laughs> giant like, bag of dog food. <laughs> like, but he's like, you know what? I can, I can do this. And I know he's my brother and I know he's a pain, but I love him. Yeah. I'm happy he's here. Like we all, you know, do that to an extent. Um, and so I just love the fact that he loves Christmas so much. He's willing to like put things aside that bother him just for a minute that aren't really worth the argument. Yeah. Where there are some people that they will argue about everything at the holidays, you know? Well, I, well, and, I, I, I oh, love the scene. I, I love that scene in the grocery store when he's telling him, well, I don't want charity, you know, and he insists <laughs> and he's like, well, that's just real great. Why don't you put, put something on there for you? Something real nice. <laughs> Because he's buying his own gift anyway, but but yeah, those that the moment where he's looking at the lights, like you said, and it's kind of that quiet moment. It's reminiscent to me of um, when I watch a Christmas story now, and uh -huh. you get to the very end of that movie, and you go through this whole crazy Christmas where they end up at the Chinese food restaurant because the turkey gets eaten by the dogs, and they've had all this. Ralphie shoots his eye out with the BB gun, all of this, <laughs> but then at the very end, you've got mom and dad with the lights off sitting in front of the Christmas tree. And that same, to me, it's that same kind of vibe, that same kind of feeling of in all that craziness. Those are the moments that, that stand out quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, and just some of the dialogue, this, this might be one of the most quotable movies ever. Like there are so many lines in this that everybody knows. Like, and, and so um, the night that we did our charity event um, over at the Midway Tavern, um, I come home and the the little stopper that goes from the main water line to the dishwasher had broken or popped out or something. So I had water all in the kitchen floor in the dining room and it seeped into the living room. And <laughs> I took my first step onto the carpet because I could just I could hear this noise and I couldn't figure out what it was. And we didn't know what had happened yet. And I, I step and I feel this squish and I thought, why is the floor wet? <laughs> and then I thought. I don't know, Mario. <laughs> His neighbors played, you know, Margot Dreyfus, and she's fantastic. Oh. But they, the interactions with them are just this was pre Seinfeld, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was pre Seinfeld. Yeah. Okay. yeah, so she, but but I love when they're walking out and he's on the ladder, and she's like, I hope he falls and breaks his neck, and he's like, Oh, he he'll fall. Well, we won't We're be lucky enough for to break his neck or whatever. <laughs> Just those moments. What are you going to do with that tree? Bend over and I'll show you. Show you. <laughs> <laughs> you me like that. I was talking to you. 
you surprised, Clark? Oh, I got to tell you, Eddie, if I woke up tomorrow with my head thrown to the carpet, I couldn't be more surprised. <laughs> like, who says that with my head sewn to the carpet? <laughs> well, he just doesn't. Here's his, here's his cousin who hasn't seen forever shows up in his RV just out of the blue. Yeah. Oh, I'm surprised. You I'm know, surprised. and it's funny too because I don't know if anybody else could have really pulled that role off of Cousin Eddie. Like, there's oh. a few actors, but. And the but dynamics between yeah, those so two well. yeah, and the yeah. timing of uh-huh. how they delivered everything back and forth. Like, it's. I don't know. It's it's hard to get that timing with people. Like I see movies that I enjoy and I'm like, that's great. But the timing and comedy is mm-hmm. so hard. So crucial. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've just got a piece of government plastic between me and my brain. And if that gets deaded, my hair just ain't going to look right. <laughs> well, we'll blame it on that. Yeah. <laughs> I look I like I've got that industrial varnish I shaved today. So I've got just- the... I've got the Christmas glow on the head going. Just his overall look. When he's standing there and they're drinking the eggnog and he's got the white sweater with the black dickie underneath. I'm- <laughs> I feel like he just showed up to set. Like, I don't yeah, think that was what he wore. I don't thing. think like, any of the clothes. I think he just showed up every day in his own stuff. <laughs> if you And this is no diss on him, but he's a little eccentric. If you see oh, yeah. the way he dresses, pretty sure he just wore his own stuff. Yeah, and he went on to be like a big conspiracy theorist guy. Yes. And I mean, uh, I don't think he went on. I think it just became I, I, I think public. It, yeah, that's true. I, <laughs> he's he's, he's always been that Yeah, that's true. Electricities, you know. Um, uh, yeah, I, I love the dinner scene. <laughs> the blessing. <laughs> they want you to say the blessing. My ball. <laughs> You know what's sad is most of the people that sat at that table are dead now. I, okay, that wow. is sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Well, most of them of old age. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean they were they were all relatively old. They weren't even alive when we shot this movie. Like they yeah. were already dead. They just didn't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I love when. Wow. when when the daughter is talking about having to share a bed with her brother and how disgusting it is. And his wife's like, well, I have to share a bed with your father. (laughs) (laughs) So back in the day, before we had Spotify playlists and everything, I used to make Christmas CDs for friends. And it was my Christmas CD mix. And I would spend all year looking for different, unique, you know, crazy Christmas songs. And I would always have the nice list where it was just nice music. And it was, it wasn't your traditional Christmas music, but it was like anybody could listen to. Right. And then like I had the naughty list set list. And then I would put like clips for movies in between each song. And I would always include stuff off of Christmas vacation. And we'd have, you know, the, um, that weird owl, the night Santa went crazy. Um, you know, just I can't even remember some of them now, but just did you have music uh, from your favorite Christmas movie that you talk about? I haven't. No, no, this, was, this, was, this, was, this was before Anna and the Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. Which I sorry, really I, should, I have to wait for him to say it. It's not bingo if I say it. We got a bingo online the I, other day, though. I, I called I it did, out. I did rewatch <laughs> I it this that. week, and it is it's it's just so good. It's it's not perfect, but it's just this little indie movie. I love the fact that it was like the the director wanted to make this movie and then he dies. And so the whole cast and crew 
are like, we're going to make this movie for him and they get it done. And it's just, it's such a good little movie and the music is great. But anyway, we're not here to talk about that, but, um, (laughs) but just, but going back to it, I do think, I think there's so much relatability, like I said, with this film and, and the quotes are great, but it's, it's the quiet moments. Like Val said, I love the, the scene where he's in the attic and he is watching old home movies and he's just trying to keep warm. So he's putting on like whatever he's, he's got. And, and, you know, like when he finds the gift that's dust covered and he yeah. like, out that it was like mother's day from several years back, I've got a friend who was hiding Christmas presents from her husband this year and found a Christmas gift that she meant to give him like five years previously. <laughs> awesome it's that kind of thing that we relate to that i think we we hold on to with this movie the the scene in the attic actually drives me crazy there's a lot in this movie that you could be like okay that's just ridiculous and over the top getting trapped in the underneath the truck is one part and like digging up the tree instead of using a saw all those things are definitely ridiculous but in the attic every time i think why does he decide to sit on top of the door why he just, he's watching the movies. He gets distracted. He's not thinking. Well, I mean, it's a whole big attic. Why does he sit right on top of the one place where if they open it, he's going to fall out of the attic? <laughs> that's that's the moment they get you, huh? Well, yeah, that's the moment that just takes me out of the movie. And I can't <laughs> the like, the just kidding. Out. But Man, I do love, I do love when his feet go through the ceiling, though. Yeah. And so he stops and he starts warming his hands from the heat. That part's pretty good. Anyway, and and again, that happened to my dad once. He stepped on the uh, he stepped off the beam in the attic, and he put a hole through, and his leg came through. And yeah, we were like, "That's that's yeah." <laughs> this dad. <laughs> oh, but yeah, the the and the thing I like about this one so much too is I really love Johnny Galecki's performance. I think that he's kind of yeah. overlooked. Um, of course, he went on to be in the Big Bang Theory, um, but I think he's the best Russ out of any of the vacation movies. Yeah, I agree. Like, there's some real—I don't know. There's there's some really good chemistry with him. And I was reading an, an, an article, and he said that they had that uh, John Hughes had written a scene with with Clark and Rusty or Russ and. Um, they ended up cutting it and they ever, they never actually filmed it. They cut the the scene beforehand and Chevy chase was actually really wanting this scene to go in. He's like in all the other vacation movies, we've had this heart to heart moment with him and his son. And we don't really have that in this movie. And so they asked Johnny Galecki, his opinion. And this was his first movie. He hadn't even done like student films or anything. He had done like a few plays and that was it. And so he was like, well, if the, if the guy wrote it and deleted it, then we probably shouldn't do it. Cause it's probably not very good. And he's like, now I look back and I'm like, why did I see that? Yeah. <laughs> a scene from John Hughes that I ended up saying I didn't want, but I think it's the best rusty out of any of the vacation. Yeah. Movies. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. And it, it's hard. It may be because this is the vacation movie that I've seen the most. I mean, yeah. I've seen the others and they're fine, but they, to me, this is just once a year, you dust it off, you pull it out, you watch it. And it's, you know, maybe a, a few times each season. And it's just mm-hmm. one of those that I have to catch it each Christmas. Um, and so that may be why I think he's the best Russ. But I, yeah. 
but I, I but do. I, I really do. I think it's the best written rest. I, I think it's that... the most relatable. Yeah. yeah. Families out of like all of them. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the grouping has such good timing, but I think in other ones, like this movie does have ridiculous and silly moments, but all in all, it's like our families have all had some ridiculous and silly yeah. moments during right. these times. I think the other movies get a little too out of pace for me. Like they're yeah. fine, but this one is the one that you want to come back to more. Yeah. Because yeah. it's more relatable. Um, Jake, did you have a thing for a young Juliette Lewis like I did? Yeah, I think it would be hard not to. Honestly, she she's a, a beautiful woman and she was I think it's lame you didn't ask me. Sorry, Val. That's true. <laughs> that was very sexist well, of me. It, Absolutely it right. But I think the other thing too is she very much had the big sister vibes. Like Russ would have been my friend that I'd be hanging out with. Right. And she would have been his big sister that all of his friends had a crush on. And that was kind of the vibe that she had. Like she was way too cool for him, way too cool for his friends. And so of course, you know, somewhere he's not in the movie, but you know, he's got a friend that's coming over every right. day just to see the just big sister because yeah. he's got a crush. I, I really feel like she's underrated. Um, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but the movie strange days with Ray Fiennes, Angela Bassett and, and Juliet Lewis is phenomenal. She's great in it. That's probably, I think that was my second time that I had seen her. And then she was just in um, Yellow Jackets um, on Showtime and they're filming season two right now. And she's phenomenal in that. That's got Christina Ricci and a really, really good show. But again, non-Jake, but that's okay. Christina Ricci was another one that I remember oh. from Adam's Family. Uh-huh. Anyway. Yeah, the new show, Adam's Family, the new series is blowing up. Oh my gosh. My daughter has watched it straight through like two or three times already. Wow. She loves it. It is uh, Eliza. She's big into it. So I'm like, good, let this be an entry into Tim Burton. Let me show you what else I could (laughs) come. Come, come Oh my gosh. (laughs) There is, and I'll have to post some pictures on our page. They did a really cool tim burton um set at the event and they had all the trees with the different holidays on them for a hot topic booth yeah it was cool. that's awesome that's really cool we just watched that one last week for jack's choice he likes nightmare before christmas nice choice good job jack so do do you and your wife get to pick one or is it just always the kids so we we do it in order so my wife um so eliza's was tonight and Mm -hmm. she picked home alone and then next week uh, Johnny is doing a Christmas story. Um, my wife is doing what we call the new miracle on 34th street, completely recognizing that it's like 30 years old. Oh. Now. <laughs> we call it the new one. Um, and then uh, I get to do Christmas day. Wow. A Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, that's a classic. Story. And, and we're getting the revamped version on Disney plus that includes the long lost song. Yep. I had to make sure we did that toward the end so that we could get it with the song that hasn't been included for a lot of years. So very nice. Very nice. But um, you do get to pick. Have has anybody seen the Christmas story Christmas yet? Do I we have. have to. <laughs> no, you don't have to. I was just curious. I haven't seen it. I want to. It 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 doesn't ruin the first one. Yeah. It it value okay, number one i'm not a big fan in saying that something ruins a previous movie anyway because i can always go back and watch the previous movie 
Well, but, I kind of get the feel like it's kind of like a Christmas vacation in that he's trying to have the perfect Christmas. And- yeah, so it's like if you took a Christmas vacation, um, the plot from that and kind of tied it in with a Christmas story and tried to – What I there were parts of it that I really enjoyed that I thought were great, but I felt like they tried to overdo the nostalgia a little too much. Mm-hmm. They tried to hit the same beats – in this That's movie hard. that they do in the first movie too many times. And That's I, hard, and to man. me it was distracting. Um, and I think it misses a little bit of the charm that the original does for me, the original captures what it was like to be a kid at Christmas. Yeah. And like that anticipation and wanting that one thing. And it doesn't have to be a red rider BB gun. It can be anything and hoping right. that you get it. And the magic of thinking you didn't get it or you're not going to get it. And then you do and how awesome that is. And do you guys, how magical that can be. Do you guys have a gift? Do you guys have a gift that fits into that? Because I do. Yeah. Like something you wanted so, so bad and you didn't think you were going to get and then you got. Yeah, I do. So mine was, and this is my, it's probably dumb in comparison to a BB gun, but mine was the 1989 VHS cassette uh, of of Batman or the VHS cassette of the 1989 Batman movie. I wanted that so bad. And my mom was so against it because she didn't feel like I was ready for it, that it was age appropriate. Um, and she, I mean, all the time leading up to Christmas was, there's no way you're going to get that. There's no way I'm going to let you watch that movie. Uh, and so I was convinced. And and I remember it was very similar to A Christmas Story, me trying to write the letter to Santa, pulling the end around on mom so that she doesn't know that that's what I'm asking for. Um and then getting it Christmas morning, it was pretty awesome. So when you ripped up them that packaging and it had the black and gold, you yeah. just I it, it I was in heaven. I wanted to put it on right away, you know, <laughs> and start watching it. I think I watched it over Christmas break. I probably watched it twenty times. Wow, yeah, that's great. Did you that take showers happen? during that time? <laughs> well, I mean, I was like ten, so probably so not. no. <laughs> What was yours, Tracy? Um, the Nintendo 64. Okay. Like, because I grew up on the Atari, you know, we had the Atari and my sister dominated Pac-Man. We always had a deal where the once once somebody died, then the other person got a turn and she could play Pac-Man for hours and not lose. So we'd like go outside and play and come back a couple hours later and finally our turn and 30 seconds later, we're dead and we're going back out. Um, but then we got the original Nintendo and like the Metroid and Zelda. And, and then I saw, I had the subscription to Nintendo power and I saw the Nintendo 64 with, with super Mario 64. And I was just like, these graphics are amazing. Right. And I thought there was no way we we're going to get it. And it was the very last gift. And my brother and I got to share it and it was just, it was pretty spectacular. Yeah awesome we spent all christmas break playing super mario 64 (laughs) what about you val did you have a gift that you didn't think you would get that you really wanted i'm trying to think like i i don't know like i was always pretty happy with like whatever i got you know Um, something that you were like super anxious to get um I don't know. I guess I never just got like, if I don't get this, I'm just going to die. Like I was never like that, but I would always like have a few things that I'm like, Ooh, I'd, I would like that. And I'd be excited about it. Um, I think one, I remember one year and I think everyone hated that I got this. 
Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but they used to have like the plastic microphones that would come up from the ground and then the lights would be oh, on yeah. it and it would play yeah. music and then you could have a concert for everybody and do that. And so right. like how many concerts did I throw for all of yeah. my family within three days in Colorado as we all got together and everything like I was a performer from like day one. Right. Okay. Uh -huh. um, and I think that I think it lasted a couple of months before it amazingly broke. I don't know if it actually <laughs> stopped working or I don't know. Like, I'm not sure what happened. <laughs> um, but then also, like, I just really loved, I have loved music my whole life. And when the Walkman came out. Oh, yeah. So that I could listen to whatever music I wanted to listen to any time of the day. Mm -hmm. I could put my headphones on and just listen to the CDs with the anti-skip. Oh, that anti-skip yes. technology was a gift from God. Like for me, <laughs> because I, I really like as much as I'm kind of an extrovert, I'm very much an introvert as well. Yeah. Um, and so I loved just being able to shut the world out and put music on. And I would just get albums and just, put them on repeat, repeat, repeat. Um, my mom got me a Belle Bib DeVoe album way too soon. Like she didn't even know what she was doing. <laughs> I didn't know really what I was listening to. It was really just the beats. And later uh -huh. I was listening to the music like years later. And I was like, this, this is, is not appropriate at all, <laughs> but the beats are still good. So I'm still, you know, going like that. but my mom, I remember she kept on asking me cause we'd call it, um, BBD, Belle Bib DeVoe. And uh -huh. she went in asking for BVDs, which is underwear. Yeah, that's not the same thing at all. So they used to have music, kids, they used to have music stores in malls. Yes. Where you could pick up a cassette or a CD. Um, and so down at, um, it was the mall before the Gateway, Crossroads Mall. Crossroads mm -hmm. Mall, yep. Um, where I met Kevin Costner for the first time. Oh, um, that's where they used to have this big music store there. And I just loved that. I knew if we went in there, I was going to discover something new and cool. So music was always like, whether I'm badly singing it on a microphone while I was eight or getting it to listen to was always happy. I love that. I, I remember getting my first disc man for Christmas too. Oh. And it was, man. I just remember you'd play it for like a couple hours and the batteries were dead. So you have to switch out the batteries because they didn't last very long. And the one CD I remember that I got was um, Sergeant Pepper, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band by the Beatles. And I listened to that thing nonstop as I drove with my dad up to Montana where he was living at the time for Christmas. Uh -huh. Anyway, oh, that's cool. over and over again, had to have extra batteries. Like I said, cause it, you had to like a bag full. Yeah, Montana. Kids, kids nowadays have no idea how important batteries were to our lives. Oh, yeah, like <laughs> rechargeable, whatever. Like when the kids come in, like the iPad's dead. We have to wait twenty minutes for it to charge. I'm like, yeah, your life is so rough, man. Maybe <laughs> I, you should have charged it last night when you Game were sleeping. Boy. I'd be in the middle of a game on my Game Boy. The batteries die. You're like, crap, and then you're searching the house, no taking them out of the remote, hoping they're the same size. And then the your parents are like, what happened to the remote? Why is the remote batteries not working? Yeah. 
And then dad oh. would lose it because the remote batteries. I mean, that was Go way up more and push the button on TV. the TV. Yeah. <laughs> we were living oh. in the future. He didn't have to stand up. Did and push you ever have to be anymore. like the, the pause or stop button when you're recording? Yep movie like okay you have to sit next uh -huh. to the tv and push pause yes. on the commercials i've had to be that kid before yep, yep. yeah and if you don't have somebody do that then you just get stuck with a movie with a bunch of commercials in the middle like a that? bunch of idiots i wish i still had those vhs cassettes because i would <laughs> i have a few some of those commercials know? man yeah i have wow. a few <laughs> i kept i kept three vhs of things that i recorded when i was little just three and uh yeah Oh. oh, the days. <laughs> I, I bought a Christmas ornament the other day at Walmart, and it's a Hallmark one, and it's E.T., but it's uh -huh. like a clamshell case with the VHS cassette inside. Oh. It's like a little one. And I was like, that's just awesome. That's so I remember cool. We had one that was similar to that. And so I – and they have other movies. They've got like Gremlins and Jaws and Nightmare Before Christmas, but that was the one that I picked up. And I brought it home and my youngest Ben looked at it and he was like, oh, it's like a little book. It's like a little E.T. book. And I'm like, no, this is this is like a little movie. Like, this is how we used to watch movies. What? And he, it wasn't computing for him. <laughs> he, he's going to grow up so – I mean, we Physical don't even media. have a lot of discs anymore. We Most yeah. of our media is digital. And he yeah. that's how he's used to consuming it. It'll yeah. – it's just weird. Yeah. It's just weird. But back during that time, we did watch Christmas Vacation still, whether it was on TV or on VHS or uh -huh. recorded off of TV, depending on how how you watched it, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's been and, around that long. <laughs> and can we just say the, the rant that Chevy Chase gives at the end is one of the most epic rants in all of filmdom history? Just yes. <laughs> we're going to be the hap, hap, happiest bunch of males this side of. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas and holy where's the Tylenol? <laughs> it's Danny Cave. <laughs> the the whole end sequence is so great. From the minute from the minute oh. they drop off the, the jelly of the month club, which has become infamous, right? right? That's like that's the gift you compare and oh great, it's the jelly of the month oh, club, basically. Because that's like the gift nobody wants. And and just Eddie's response, well, that there's the gift that keeps on giving, Clark. Great. But like he takes the chainsaw to the banister. That's yes. Because it's wobbly. <laughs> Gets rid of it. Fixes it. Well, but and, and then when the police How can it get come, any worse? We're on the threshold to hell. <laughs> and then when the police show up, I it is still oh. the I love the little moments in a movie that when you catch them and you see them every time, they just make you laugh. Uh -huh. And where where she has her hand when the police show up and it's right. And I just think, why Please. is that where her hand is anyway? Like at that moment in time. But it is. <laughs> we say freeze and she freezes. She freezes. She's not moving. Yeah. <laughs> But I love that when the police do show up and they and oh, they explain what happens and that they kidnapped him because he didn't get an annual bonus that year. And they're like, well, that's just low, mister. Like, all of a sudden, they're on his side at that point. Like, See, the Guardians totally ripped off Christmas Vacation. 
Yeah. Kidnapping somebody for a Christmas present. Yeah. And then they win them over. Yeah. Thanks to Sean. <laughs> Should we grant? Yes, let's give it a grade. I'll I'll start. It's hard for me. To, this is one that it's hard for me to separate the nostalgia from the uh-huh. actual movie. Uh-huh. I, I think it holds up well for me because I remember growing up with it. I don't know that my kids would enjoy it as much as I do now just because I think some of the stuff is dated for them. Sure. But all that... I'm still giving it an A minus just because I really, really, I mean, it's one that I have to watch every year. It's on my rotation for Christmas. Yeah. There's a couple scenes that don't quite work. Like the, the icicle flying through the window and hitting the stereo, but it just, it's so absurd that you're okay with it. It's like when he says, did you bring a saw dad? And he's like, you get the big timpani, you know, oops. And uh, and then they're driving and it's all dug out. It's like, there's no way they're getting that tree out without a backhoe. But you, you just roll with it. You know, you're yeah. just okay with it. Um, extremely quotable. Um, just a Christmas movie that I have to see every year. I'm going to go just go ahead and give this one a solid A. It's just so quotable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we should have started with you, Val. <laughs> All right, well, that's the show. We'll see you later. No, I think this movie is fine, and it's fun, and I watched it a lot when I was younger, and um, I'll watch it every now and again now, but I don't go seeking it out. But I do think out of, like, all of the Christmas movies that we have to choose from every year that they play over and over, like, this is probably my favorite. Um, For me, it's a solid B, it's, it's not in an A's. Like no. Okay. No. This like, when you were like, well. Well, I mean, you guys are like in the A's, and I'm like, like B. That's all but right. Like, but like a rotating B. Like I don't <laughs> go like, you know, I don't go searching. Like I'm not going to watch it all the time. I'd rotate it with sure. something else every week. But sure. I do think like it's a well-made movie. I appreciate all of the details that we've talked about tonight that they wrote and put into these movies, and I. Like, I just think the timing is so great. Like, if you want to be a comedic actor and you want to study timing, like, this is one of those movies that, like, you should really pay attention to what they do. It's not just the timing of the acting, but the editing and uh-huh. the pacing, all that it all works together to make us okay with all of the stuff that shouldn't work, right? But it does. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's enjoyable. It's just a B for me, though. It's not like it's not a watch all the time movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My we were watching it the other day, and and when they're on the the saucer, and he goes through the Walmart parking lot, my wife's like, "Well, that's quite a sled thing." I'm like, "Well, but he put that ex, that in additive stuff that's great," and and she's like, "No, I get it. It just still seems." But that's the movie in a nutshell. Yeah. That's, like, that's, it's, it's, it's a lot of those moments. You have to accept it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe there think... just wasn't enough violence in it for me. <laughs> well, back then you couldn't show the fried pussycat. Yeah. So it was just an outline. Yeah. The... Yeah. You couldn't see the actual electrocution of the cat. Yeah. You yeah. don't need to hurt any animals. <laughs> <laughs> People are fine. That's where Val draws the line. You can really? It is. It true. really is. Like. Yeah. Violence yeah. against animals is is yeah that's not yeah. well not let's good. end on that one. Well, well <laughs> I have to know. Merry Christmas, everybody. 
I just realized this is the same director who did Benny and June, which I really like as well. Oh, I so. do like Benny and June. Also, yeah. also the Avengers, not Marvel's The Avengers, but the other Avengers. I never saw that one. Well, I didn't either, but he directed it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So now we've got some fun things coming up um, the rest of the month. We'll be next week. I know we had talked, we had said in the previous episode, we'd be talking about Pinocchio, um, the Guillermo del Toro, but we're actually pushing that to next week. So, because then it'll be more likely um, more people will have seen it because it will be out on Netflix. So we're going to be screening that. And then Val, we have a fun possible live event coming up, some live events coming up. Yeah, we were thinking about being able to see all of you and talk about movies live. And so we are going to be doing like an ugly sweater movies that make us event on, I believe it's December 15th, right? That is what I have down, yes. So it's like two weeks uh, away and we're going to be at Galaxy of Games and you can come in. There's free games to play. There are tables. You can sit down, play a game with your friends and family as we talk about movies that are during Christmas, but aren't necessarily Christmas, Christmas movies. movies. And and it's going to be, we're, we're each bringing a few choices. Right. Yes. And with audience participation, we're hoping to determine the best one. Ooh. Like which one is the best yeah. non-Christmas Christmas movie. Wow. All right. Um, and I'm going to make sure we have like some prizes to give away and everything. And you nice. can also get some Christmas shopping done while you're there because yes. they have games to purchase. Val I'll probably even... be adding to my new magic deck. To your I was going to say, Val can even help you start building your magic the gathering. Don't deck. ask me to help you. I'll just pick pretty cards right now. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> that one's shiny. Get that one. That one looks cool. That's the worst card in the deck. It doesn't no, they matter. Have, they have open. experts there that will be yeah. able to help. They'll guide you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which is which is nice. Listen, you've got somebody on your list that's in the games. And they yes. said, I want this particular game or I want this. And you have no idea what this is about or how it works or what you should buy. And you're going to go out there and try to find it on Amazon. And I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to pick the wrong thing. If you come to a place like this. It's Game Galaxy is the name of it, right? Galaxy of Games. Galaxy, Galaxy of games. games. If you come here, they will have experts who will make sure that whoever you're buying that gift for is not going to be disappointed. Yes. They're going to make sure you get the right thing. And yes. we go there like every once in a while just to pick up a family game for our game night. Mm -hmm. So like we like to give like family gifts to people so they can interact with each other. So that's also good. What bomb is about to explode at your house, Jake? So it's... So <laughs> I keep looking for it's my daughter's phone. <coughs> my daughter's oh. diabetic. She has uh, a Dexcom, and that's the alert that she's wow. a little bit high. So I've been looking for it so I can uh, what take care of it, but I can't. I can't see it from where I'm sitting, so it's just going to keep going off. <laughs> <laughs> it is like jingle bells, guys. I thought it was just like you it. know when you have the um, detector going off in the house and you can't ever which hear one it where is. It's which uh -huh. is it that one? Is it? Nope. Yeah. Nope. It's not that one. And it always sounds like it's that one until you get there. And then you're like, it's not that one. It's back yeah. where I was. Yeah. Yeah. You, you figure out it's not the right one when you've taken it apart and then you hear it beeping someplace else. You're like, wait a second. This isn't the right one. Nick, cut the red wire. Hey, where's your phone? Yeah. It's in here somewhere. I can hear it. Yeah. Bring it in your room. 
And Val, real quick again, Beauty Geeks, right? Uh, yeah, Beauty, Beauty Geeks, Geeks Boutique. Boutique. Beauty Yep. All right. Well, I feel like we've plugged everything we need to plug. And we didn't even need to plug anything. We just wanted to. Yes. Well, yes. There's some awesome stuff. But we'll, we'll put to. up an event um, on the website and on our socials about um, the event on the 15th. It's free. Come hang out. You can yep. sit and hang play out with games? us while we do a podcast, um, play some games. If you are listening and maybe you want to donate some prizes, and we'll talk about those prizes as we give them away. Then contact us on the socials and yeah. let us know. Absolutely. All right. Well, there you go. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. If you haven't done that yet, please subscribe and like this video or subscribe on the podcast feed wherever you're listening to it. We appreciate that as well. Um, and until next time, we won't see you at the movies. Melly maka is the thing to say on this broadcast. This has been an Age of Geek media production.